You're listening to the Inside the Mix podcast with your host, Mark Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer, and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting, and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing, and mastering music for over 15 years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hey folks, welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. If you are a new listener, don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. So in this series of episodes, we're going to go through a full songwriting process. So we're going to go right from the beginning. So we're going to look at pre-production all the way up until a finished composition. And it's going to span several episodes. So you're going to go through and experience the full production process. So you're going to, the thought processes and the creative choices, and you're going to hear the song come to life. So this is what we're going to cover in this particular episode. So I'll play it to you now. Okay, so that is the very start of the song. There's not a great deal going on there, and we're going to build on this over the course of the next few episodes. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, folks, so what we're going to do first is this. We are going to set up a session template that we can use over and over again in our songwriting. So the idea being we can quickly open this project, this template, and hit the ground running with our songwriting. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to select some key instruments that I use in songwriting, and load these so first things first i've got anna 2 here and i'm going to start with bass so i'm going to open the anna 2 plugin and i'm going to find the bass samples now one thing you want to do here is now i i've stressed this before on the podcast and in also uh, little sort of tutorial snippets on my instagram and tiktok uh, mark matthews producer and also inside the mix podcast so what you want to do is go through your favorite probably top three vsts and favorite the patches in each instrument group. So, for example, bass, guitar, keys, lead. Now, admittedly, um, I haven't gone through and done all these. It is on my to-do list and my doing list. I've made a start. So I've made a start with my bass. So as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you can see this star. So I can actually sort of um, press rating and then sort it by rating. So it comes up with the, uh, the patches that I've rated that I want to use. So these are the ones I've, I've chosen in Anna 2 for bass. So I've got sort of sim, super 80s bass. And some harps. I'm going to use that one for now. So that's called Bottoms Up, funnily enough. So that's going to be one bass patch. Um, I'm going to create another. We're going to duplicate that there. And I'm going to find another bass patch. This time I want a sub bass. So let's go with and a two. Actually, you know what? I'm going to try using a different plugin for a sub bass because I like to have two basses really when I'm working. I like to have the sub bass and just like a normal bass. And let's go with the Oberhausen. So this is the Brainworks Oberhausen I've got here, the BX Oberhausen. I really like this one. So we've got bass, and let's see what we got. 
I really like that. Um, that's just called basses. And what I would do probably if I was going to use this is turn off the up. But we'll do that. Uh, so those are my two basses, and I'm going to create a track stack in Logic with those, or rather a summing stack. And I'm going to call that. I'm going to call that bass. Okay, so that's my bass sorted. Let's create another software instrument. Uh, instrument track. So I'm creating another software instrument track. Now this time I am going to find some pads. So for this one, I've been using the M1 a lot lately. So let's find the M1. There we go, Korg M1. So let's find, I'll probably use this for a piano as well. So let's find a good pad that I would like to use going forward. Uh, synth pad. Yeah, it's probably a bit, not quite what I'm after. Let's move up an octave. Not quite. That's quite cool. Just want like a simple sawtooth pad, really. Something really simple. Synth pad. Saw City. sticking out for me at the moment I'm going to leave it at that one for now that's just called synth pad so that's a patch in the M1 called synth pad and I want to change the name of that okay so synth pad uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to load up another one as well let's do, create another and this time I'm going to use Anna 2 because I know I've got a synth patch in here that I really like one of my templates uh, I think it's intro pad just going to move up an octave yeah that will do we'll go with that in fact what I'm going to do is I'm going to call the first one pad one And the second one we'll call pad two. Once again, I'm going to create a summing stack for those. And call those pads. And the final two instruments I like to use. So I'm going to find a pluck sample and a lead. I say sample, a pluck patch and a lead patch. So let's create another create a software instrument track and let's go with should we go with this one so I'll probably just go with Anna 2 again Actually, you know what I'm going to explore Alchemy to what Alchemy's got so this is the built in synthesizer in Logic so let's see what Alchemy's got to offer so let's go leads 
That's harsh. That's a very loud. We'll be right back. So I've got a hunch about a common struggle we all face. Mastery. If you're an independent artist or music producer, you've probably encountered the frustration of masters that just don't hit the mark, right? They lack balance and refuse to play nicely across different devices and environments. Ever found yourself wondering, why don't my masters sound like my references? Perhaps you've spent countless hours attempting to master your tracks only to be unsatisfied with the results. Maybe you've tried every silver bullet plugin or even dabbled in AI. Or perhaps you're already working with an engineer, but you're eager to explore different possibilities. Well, here's the solution you've been searching for, Synth Music Mastering. I'm offering a game-changing opportunity with a one-time free test master for a limited time. Picture elevating your music with my unwavering commitment to quality and a personalized touch that you just don't get with the big mastering studios. The best part, it won't cost you a penny. Just submit your finished mix and let's see how we can transform your music together. Don't let mastering be a mystery any longer. Say goodbye to the frustration and step into a world of sonic excellence. Grab your free test master now, click the link in the episode description, or head over to synthmusicmastering.com. I quite like that. That's a smooth analog lead. So we'll leave that one. Let's create another software instrument track. This time, I'd say, well, I'm going to go with the Oberhausen again, see what the Oberhausen's got to offer in terms of lead. So the idea being with these sounds, you can quickly get your ideas down and then just replace these sounds. So these aren't the finished sounds that I would use, or maybe they might be, but um, they're just there to get the idea down. It's incredibly loud. Let's turn that level down. Quite like that, but I would once again probably turn the the ARP off. In fact, I'm going to save that as an ARP. Call that. I'll use that as an ARP example. No one. I'm going to leave it as lead. Lead. Two. I'm going to call the other one lead one. Okay, let's create a track stack, summon stack, call that lead. Now with these stacks, obviously you can undo these. I just like to do it because it makes it easier in terms of real estate on the screen. And then the next one is I want plucks. I love the sound of plucks in a track. So software instrument track. And I know Anna 2, I keep going back to it, but I love I love the Anna 2 uh, synth, soft synth. So I can see what plucks are in here. I know there's some good ones. In fact, I might have gone through and yes, I have favorited some. So we've got, I do like that one. go with ping pong pluck for the time being and 
you can see I like to do things in pairs. That's correct. We'll, we'll get another one as well. And let's go and I wonder what Alchemy's got to offer. Some pluck. Spell it right might help. I quite like that. Um, that's like an arpeggiated plaque, so I'm going to stick with that as well. The cool thing about alchemy is you can quickly change using, um, if you're watching this, you can select between sort of rubber, tight attack, filter sweep, pluck. I think it's a really cool, really cool synth. Uh, considering it's free with logic technically not free because you're having to pay for logic there we go um let's create track stack call that plugs cool so those are the instruments i'm going to use um next what i'm going to do is i am going to add some percussion so some drums and i'm going to create some software instruments using samples Okay, folks, and so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to create some software instruments for my drums. So I've got um, some samples that I want to use. So these are the Brad Brunazzi drum machine samples. So this is quite a cool one, uh, sample pack. And you've got the raw vintage machines. So you've got the DMX, the Lindrum, the RX-21, R707. And then you've got the actual custom one shots that he's created, which are sort of an amalgamation of those particular samples. So what I'm going to do is the first instrument I'm going to create is going to be a kick and snare. I'm going to put those together. So I am going to select all of the kick samples that I want and then all of the snare samples. And in Logic, you can, I will show you shortly, you can drag these onto the editor window or rather into the, not in the editor window, onto the main uh, window here. Can't remember what it's called. And uh, I'm going to drag these across underneath the software instrument tracks that I created earlier. And it says create new track using sampler, chromatic map, sampler optimize, or drum machine designer. And I'm going to go sampler, chromatic map. And what it will do eventually is it will create a software instrument and it's mapped each one of those samples to a key. As you can hear. So I can start. Okay, so that is, I'm going to rename that and we'll call it kick and snare. I mean, you could do this any way you want. I just like to put the kick and snare together and then I would go through and separate them out actually when it comes to uh, mix down and final arrangement. So I've got my kick and snare. Next, what I want to add are, let's add some... Gonna add some toms. Let's add these toms in. So once again, I'll drag them across. Be careful not to add it on top. I didn't realize you could do that with Logic Pro, but if you actually drag it onto the existing software instrument, it will add it to it. 
Didn't know you could do that. Just learned that. Um, so I'm going to just underneath. You have to, uh, what I find with logic is you have to wiggle the mouse around a bit underneath to get it to um, actually drop the samples where, where you want them to go. So click chromatic map again. There we go. Oh, those are my toms. I should rename those. Toms. What else do we got? Uh, probably some percussion. Uh, actually, stick some hi-hats in there. I should probably put some hi-hats in. Chromatic map. Let's call that hats. And then let's get some claps in there. Once again, these are just, I'm just chucking these in and you can go ahead and replace these when you actually come to do your final arrangement. What, oh, nearly did it again. Nearly dropped on top of the hats one, uh, chromatic map. So technically, if you create a software instrument and you want to add more to it, you just drag the, the, um, the files on top. Laps, and then I want to add some percussion and some snaps and I'm going to go to a different pack for this one so this is actually a slate digital pack and uh, I really like this one so we've got claps in fact I'm going to add these claps to the existing clap one I just created so I'm going to drag these claps over onto the existing software instrument track I hope it works there we go uh, add new zones using chromatic map Cool, it did. And let's go back to my samples. And let's go with perks. So I'm gonna add some percussion and there's a reason why I'll do this and I will demonstrate it later in these videos. So add some percussion in. There we go. Percussion. There's my percussion. And then I should have some snap samples. There we go, snaps. There's a reason I like the snaps. I might not use them in the final mix down, but I like to put them in just at the beginning when I'm laying down some ideas. So. Snaps. Close those down. And just because I'm a bit Fantastic with this. I want to move those up top and I want to put them red. Yeah, they're red. And let's color code that. I want that to be blue. So we've got blue for base. Click the wrong button. Yep. Cool. And then my pads. I'm going to go yellow, leads. Let's go green. Plugs. Let's go purple. Cool. So there's my template set up. I've got my kick and snare, toms, hats, claps, percussion, snaps. Now, when it comes to you creating your own template, you can use a multitude of different instruments. Your drum kit might be different to mine. It probably is different to what I use. And you can chop and change it. And also with your instruments as well. What I suggest you doing is with your VSTs, your instruments, is just try and stick with like two, maybe three when it comes to songwriting. 
and then obviously you can go in and change those at a later date. You don't have to use two per instrument group either as well. I just do that just just because I like to, and that's the way I work. And as I said earlier, this is just for songwriting. So you can go through afterwards when you're in arrangement and mix down and editing and actually just go in and replace these sounds and flesh out, particularly as well with the with the drums and the drum kit because you're not going to have the kick and the snare on the same channel and your toms, you're going to have individual channels for each tom as well. But that's further down the line. This is just to get ideas down. So once you've done this, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to save this as a template and save as template. I'm sure it's the same in any other DAW and I'm going to save this as songwriting template very original songwriting click save okay folks what I forgot to add then is this actually what I like to use when it comes to songwriting and uh, I got this from previous episodes of the inside the mix podcast and I got this in particular from the safety word is scalar 2 so on my instrument tracks I'm just going to add instances of Scalar 2 as a MIDI effects. MIDI effect. So Scalar 2. And there's a reason I like it to each of them. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to use it with each of them. Um, but that way it's there when I need it. Uh, scalar 2. Let's add a piano as well. How did I forget the piano? Madness. For this, I'm just going to go with the Korg. There's a Korg house piano if I can find it straight off the bat. There we go, piano. I do like that one. That's quite nice. That's a piano and pad in one. We'll go with that one for now. Um, call that piano one. And then I'll create a second piano. And this time I'm going to use the, the house piano because I really like that one. So we'll go with the M1 again. Browser mouth. I always do that. Got to click on the right one, folks. There we go. Piano. It's got that nice organ bass sound with it as well. Reminiscent of very 90s sort of dance music. Live and joy style. Uh, something stuck. Got that piano. And God, I lose track of what colours I've used. Uh, so we've got scalars, green leaves, da 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 da. Let's go orange with that one. Scalar a color as well. The dark purple. Uh, I'm going to change the icon for scalar. And I'm just going to... I've got a logic update recently. They've got new icons in here as well. I like that one. That is a sort of really basic looking synthesizer. VST. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know what I mean. So head over to YouTube and you'll be able to see this. So I'm just going to save this again. So we'll file, save as template. As I've said with this here, it is um, 
you can do this with any DAW, call it songwriting. So I'm going to replace that. So now what I'm going to do, folks, imagine I've just opened my DAW. It says Untitled 1. This is the template that I'm going to use. So I've loaded up my template, template and I'm going to start songwriting. So what I'm going to do to speed up my workflow, and these this sort of series of videos is all about speeding up your songwriting workflow, is I have already decided on the key and the tempo. And the way I've done this is I've just gone on Google. and You can do this yourself quite easily. You can just put random key generator. Now, I have narrowed it down slightly because I like to work in a minor key because that's my background of music. I'm into heavy metal and, and various other bits and pieces. Now, I know you can use major keys in metal, but I'm a, I do like the minor key. Um, so I've got E minor, and then I wanted a random tempo between 90 and 130. So it's come up with 119 BPM. So this song is going to be in E minor, and it's going to be 119 BPM. So before I do anything, because I know Logic does have a habit on crashing on me, I'm going to save this. And I'm going to save it to desktop. And I'm going to call it Idea 1, very original. And I always put the BPM and the key in the song and the project file name. Because for the reason being, if I send this out to someone else and I've got multiple projects and I forget what key or BPM it is, I don't have to go into the project and find out. I know automatically. So that is a key tip for me. And I never used to do it. And I'd always have to open up a project to find out what key and what tempo it was. So at the end of this, I'm going to put E minor and 119 BPM. Now, what I would have done in the past as well is rather than put idea one, if I was writing a future pop track, a synth pop track, a house track, a rock track, I would put like rock idea or something like that. But because I don't know what this is going to be, I'm just going to put it as idea one. So it's E minor and 119 BPM. And I'm going to save that to my desktop. Now, usually I wouldn't save it to desktop. I would save it to... Dropbox, so it is backed up in the cloud, and then obviously I would then back it up again on an S external SSD. Always back up your files, people. So there we go. Idea one, E minor, 119 BPM. I've got my kick, my tom, my hats, my claps, percussion, snaps. I've got scalar two to help me with my chord progressions and just my music theory. And then I've got bass, pads, leads, plucks, piano. Okay, so there is my starting point. There is my canvas, and I can now get started with songwriting. Okay, folks, I actually left out delay and reverb sends for this here. So I'm actually going to create those as well because you probably want those in your template too. So let's create some auxiliary channel strips. I would usually use the shortcuts, but my keyboard is uh, to the left of me here. For those of you watching on YouTube. So I want a short, medium and long reverb. Let's bring those faders up. Load some reverb plugins. I am going to go with, I didn't want EQ, I just clicked on the wrong one. So no plugin. For the time being, anyway, I will use EQ on the reverbs at some point, but not just this moment. And I'm going to go with, where are you, Valhalla? So I'm going to try the super massive. I'm going to put the super massive on the long verb. I haven't tried this out yet. I've only just. Downloaded it. It's a free plugin from Valhalla, so I do recommend going and check it out. I've got Vintage Verb. And then Medium Verb. And then for my delay, 
I'm going to use the baby audio, baby comeback, stereo delay. I do like that one. Uh, dotted time, uh, it's on wide. Yeah, that'll do for the time being. I'll just make sure it's synced. It is. Okay. Uh, I do like ping pong delay, so I'm going to turn that on. So let's get some just basic uh, reverb space plates and the plate. In fact, I'm going to leave them like they are for now, and I'm just going to save that. And there's a reason I'm going to do this. And I'm just going to save the template again. Save template. It's a recurring theme here. Songwriting. Okay, cool. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to time the reverb to the BPM. So what I want to do first is I'm going to change the tempo up here to 119 in the it's 911 in the transport bar at the top. So it's 119. I'm also going to go to custom. I want to customize the control bar and display. And I want to put the key signature in there. Uh, sample rate. I don't need the sample rate. Positions, time locators. No. MIDI performance. No. Performance meter is good to have on. I want to leave that on. Prefade metering as well. I always operate in prefade metering. That's a whole nother video in itself. And so C major. No, we are in E minor. Cool. Let's make sure that's all correct. Yeah, we're in 4-4. Uh, e minor, that's our time signature, and 119 BPM. Cool, let's just save that. So what I'm now going to do is I'm going to loosely configure the reverb. Um, I'm going to go with now this one here. And the Don Gun reverb's pretty cool. But I'm not going to go with those. So what I'm going to do is there's a website. If you put reverb time calculator into, so I'm going to use my phone for this. So I'm using my screen. Reverb time calculator. And put 119 in. It's going to be pretty close anyway because it's 120. So I want tight ambience. So 500 milliseconds and decay at 3.9. Obviously, you could change this. A pre delay, sorry, not a decay. A pre delay 3.9 and 500 milliseconds. This is just a starting point, and then I would go through and change this um, when it comes to the mix down, but this just gets me started. Once again, I'm removing barriers, so I'm not having to go in and, and listen, and try and figure out what reverbs I want. I'm just gonna chuck these in there for now, and then I can change them further down the line. Uh, small, it's gonna be around 992, it's pre-delayed 15, cool. Then my large, the super massive, what have we got here then? I've never used this before. We've got delay, warp, I tell you what, I'm going to get rid of that. I'm just going to put the Valhalla on there. Valhalla's all round. I probably wouldn't use Valhalla for everything, but I'm just going to stick it in there for now anyway. Um, the other reverb plugin that I really like to use is the... Uh, where is it? It's a slow digit one. The Verb Suite Classics is really cool. Uh, but we'll go Valhalla Vintage Verb for now. And my phone has just locked itself. And... Let's go large. I'll leave it about that. And then that's a long pre-delay of 60 seconds. I'd probably I'd definitely change that. And I'm just going to change it back to now. Cool. Once again, folks, these are really loose. I mean, I haven't actually written or got anything in there yet, any sounds. So I don't know what it's going to sound like, but that's just a starting point for me. So those are all my sends.
So I'm going to start by adding some snaps. And um, the reason I do this is it just adds a nice bit of percussion for me to work around. So I'm going to draw these in using the pencil tool rather than play it because it's a lot easier. Uh, let's put one at the beginning and see how that sounds. And let's set the loop region uh, for it all. There we go. Probably too much. Let's get rid of that. That's right. Uh, so what I'm going to do now, that's two bars. Let's duplicate that. Just duplicate the channels. They want to do that. It's actually, that's the right one. Command and R to repeat, not Command and D. That duplicates. Let's highlight all those. And don't like that clap sample. So I'm going to move all those up. That'll do. Let's join those together. Oops. There we go. Um, that sampler, I want to pull down the output on that because it's a bit loud. And I'm just going to repeat that. Nine, there we go. So now what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to come up with some chords. Um, so in the podcast, in the previous episodes, chords have been paramount when I've been talking to other producers about how they start their tracks. And if you get the chords right, from then on, it will make your life a lot easier. So what I'm going to do is this. This is why I've got a, an instance of Scalar here. So I'm going to open Scalar, and I know we're working in E minor. So let's find E minor. Uh, e, there it is, E minor. Look at that, it describes it as serious, sad, emotional, and sentimental. So we've got E minor, F sharp, D, G major, A minor, B minor, C major, C major. Um, one thing you could do with Scalar is you can actually bind the keys to the chord. So I can just play one note and trigger the chords. That's E. The idea is... come up with some sort of progression so maybe don't start on E minor no I'm not keen on that one major I don't like E minor I 
going to roll with that for now. So that's E minor, A minor, G major, B minor. Okay, so let's record that in. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the editor window, it was already open, and I'm going to quantize all those notes. Cool thing about uh, Logic as well is I know these are in the right key, but you can actually sc scale quantize. So if I select E, you can see it jumps, natural minor. I hope it's worked. <laughs> Imagine if it didn't. Oh, there we go. that one uh, I know why it's because I've got the keys bound to the chord so in theory it does work but I don't want to use it now because I'm triggering the chords using the white keys and it's not necessarily the right notes okay so it would work but in this instance I don't want to use it I'm using the one in scalar I hope that explained why it didn't work Okay, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back into Scalar <clears throat> and I'm going to add some <clears throat> voice grouping. Let's see how that sounds. There we go. So we've added some nice bass notes in there as well, some lower notes. And I'm actually going to add the humanize function as well. So what it will do is it will just offset the timing slightly. Because as we know, if you play piano, I'm not a pianist, but when you play piano, it's not going to be right on the button. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to use MIDI capture and capture that MIDI. And then I'm going to drag it down to one of my piano tracks that I've got down the bottom here. Okay, and stop. And then I'm going to drag that onto my piano track that I've created earlier. No, I don't want the tempo info. Let's mute scalar at the top there and see how this sounds.
I'm just going to tidy this up a bit actually. Let's close scalar a minute because I've got some unwanted notes at the end here and some if you noticed on the f in the fifth bar it doesn't come through as strong the velocity is quite low so I'm just going to tweak that velocity slightly one snip through the net here we go and that velocity slightly as well that one too uh, let's try it on the other piano see what that sounds like yeah still leave on the other one now you can see why i chose two different pianos so those are my pianos let's see what it sounds like on the pads uh, let's move it up there do is I'm just going to duplicate that a minute because um, uh, I want to try just the first four bars off a bit on that pad. Let's mute those snaps. Okay, so we've got some sort of chord progression going there. So let's try some lead over the top. Let's come up with a lead or maybe a pluck to go over the top of it. Okay, so next I'm going to come up with a lead idea. So for this one, I'm going to use the Oberhausen. And I actually changed the lead for this one here from the one it was before because I didn't want the ARP. I've got Canada Keys, which sounds like this. Okay, where's bus three going? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's the summing stack. Foolish. Cool. So with Scalar again, I'm going to put this scale in. Once again, this is all about making it easier. Now I could sit and I'm not a pianist, I'm a guitarist. In theory, I should be able to transpose between the two, but I'm going to make my life easier. Uh, let's go E and we're in minor. Right, E minor. I do like the Mixolydian scale. And then I can go to keys lock and scale chord notes. Let's try that. Mm -hmm. 
So in the initial chord progression, it was E. So what that does there is, I'm probably not going to use it for this, is I can trigger the E minor chord. And then it will only play the notes found in that chord. No matter where I no matter where I hit on the keyboard. So we've got E minor, then G major. So it's E minor, G major, A minor, B minor. quite cool actually. Keep hearing that F sharp. Oh, I did it again. Got it right that time. So if I was to record that now, what it's going to do is it's going to record the chord as well. So let's go into settings and in keys lock, I just want to mute the chord. I just want to record the lead notes. So let's get rid of that. As you can see, it's muted the chords, but I actually want to hear them. So let's turn it back on because I'm only going to do that when I do the MIDI record. So with Scalar, it's uh, it's only a new thing that I've started new using this year. So I'm still learning it myself, to be honest, but I can see how powerful it is. If you play the right chords. I'm going to let's play all that together. Keep hitting that F sharp. But I'm going to try recording that. Now I can do that better. Let's undo that. Stop and clear. Let's try again.
want to do, folks, is when you stop that, is undo the last recording. That would help. As you can see, if you're watching this live on, on YouTube, live on YouTube, it's actually recorded the chords. So. Now, as I said, with Scalar, you can go in and delete them. Um, you can go in and... Actually, I'm going to try that now. I'm going to undo that. And let's stop. Let's undo. And then I'm going to mute the chords. So you're not going to hear the chords, but we should hear the lead. Let's try it. Try it once more. Size that. Okay, cool. So now what we're going to do is go back in the scalar and get rid of the settings. What voice group and dynamic does? Nothing. Oh, it does. No, I don't want that. It brings in the low note. Duplicate. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have that coming straight away. We'll stick that there. I'm going to try something on the pads, actually. Um, there's a really cool plugin I like. Cool. And it's a kilohertz one. And it's called Transgate. I use this all the time. I probably overuse it. Pretty cool. I can leave the transgate on. So basically, I've just slapped the transgate on there, and as you can see, it adds a bit of movement. The mix was on. This is this is on one hundred percent. It's very like Timberland, circa sort of two thousand, two thousand and three. So I'm going to leave that on there for now. I'm just going to try that lead on a plug sample and see what that sounds like. You know what? I think I prefer that. 
think the only bit I don't like is at the end. I don't know if that's that's in the correct. Let's try it. Something not right about those notes at the end. Something's not quite sitting right. Ah, I've just realized why. Foolish. So, in dragging that MIDI region from there, I also need to copy the scalar settings as well to that ping pong. Otherwise, it's just going to use the default scalar settings from the plugin. I don't want that. That's why it didn't sound right. Now let's try it. Okay, so it's there now. So I've got my pluck and my pad sorted for the time being. Okay, folks, so what I'm going to do now is this. I am going to create some bass or add some bass to this, and I'm going to drag this MIDI region from this pad up as it's got the bass notes that I want. So I'm going to drag that up here and go in here to the MIDI region in the editor. And if I play it now, it's going to sound probably quite bad. What I did there was I deleted all the the uh, so I've just got the the root note basically of the of the chord. So it's E, G, A, and B. And I'm just going to wind it that in a bit. It's got a bit of resonance to it. Maybe not. down an octave. It's better. So what I'm going to do actually in Scalar 2 is I'm going to E and minor and perform. So it's got perform function on it and let's go with rhythms and Volante. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cycle through these these bass rhythms. So I might leave it, I'll, I'll stick with that for the time being. And I just want to bring down this volume on this bass a bit, actually.
quick summary now of what we've completed so far. So I'm going to run through everything we have. I'm going to bring in each each instrument one at a time. So we've got our snaps. And we've got our bass. We've got our pads. And we've got our plugs. And there we go. That is the foundational element or foundation of our track. That's our start. And uh, we'll continue to build on this in the next few episodes. Hi, this is Andrew from Rogue FX. My favorite episode of the In The Mix podcast is episode 40 with Zach Vortex because it gives an excellent insight into marketing your tracks whoa before you go make sure to snag your free test master from synth music mastering imagine enhancing your music with my steadfast dedication to quality and that personalized touch and here's the kicker it's absolutely free no cost at all simply head over to synthmusicmastering.com or click the link in the episode description to claim your free test master